First off, congratulations again to our young brothers and sisters, these four young people that have come to more closely align themselves with the rock that is our Catholic Church. And we're going to talk about rocks today and, and a few things about our Catholic Church and our faith. But what a beautiful, shining example you are to all of us. And God bless your families for prioritizing this special event and moving forward under what could be considered adverse times. Things are a little bit different, aren't they? But what a beautiful gift you're going to receive today. And we're so proud of you and so, so blessed to share in it with the four of you. Rocks. Yesterday, I had the opportunity for the first time in a couple of months, a long time to um, go somewhere with my daughter. So we went over to a quiet spot um, in Ponce Inlet, if any of you are familiar with that area. There's a jetty made of rocks that juts out into the ocean. So while preparing this homily, the, the idea of rocks and the thought of rocks continued to pop into my head. So I thought it was pretty neat that we wound up in that setting yesterday. And as you walk out along that jetty, you see these powerful waves coming in and crashing over all of these rocks. The rocks don't go anywhere, they stay in place. Then you start to think about the hurricanes that have come through and crashed, over, crashed water and wind into these rocks. There the rocks stand firm in the storm, the same as they've been for years and years and years ever since they were put there. Also happened to be yesterday, um, the, the anniversary of my daughter's baptism. So it was particularly special, and it, it just made me think about the fact that those 10 years ago when Chloe was baptized, uh, how, how blessed I felt that her mom and I and this community at St. Margaret Mary had a role in facilitating her relationship with the rock that is the Catholic Church. And in her baptism, and then later on in her first communion, which happened two years ago, she was able to to more closely align herself with that rock, that rock in the storm. And that's certainly what it is, isn't it? We have a rock, brothers and sisters, and the rock started with Peter. It all started with a question. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And just like in our time, there were lots of ideas back then about who Jesus was. And Jesus wanted to know. He wanted to know where people stood on it. Imagine Jesus, he's thinking, I've been out doing some, some pretty good things. Uh, people are talking about me, no doubt, uh, performing miracles, so on and so on. Who do people say that I am? And people had ideas. Perhaps he was a prophet. Perhaps he was Jeremiah. Perhaps he was Elijah. So then Jesus gets more direct and more personal, and he asks the apostles, who do you say that I am? And who answers? Simon, son of Jonah. You are the son of the Most High God, Lord. You are the Christ, the Messiah. Jesus certainly appreciated this, and he made sure to let Peter know that he didn't come about this on his own, but that God had revealed that to him. And how beautiful that is. That certainly was no put down. It was a beautiful thing because Peter was open to the Holy Spirit. His heart was open to God's plan, and so the Holy Spirit and God were able to reveal, God the Father were able to reveal the, this beautiful truth to Peter. He was able to get it when so many other people couldn't quite put their heads around it. 
And then Peter is rewarded with great responsibility, isn't he? He's handed the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. And he, he's told that he is the rock that the church will be built on. But the symbolism of that conversation is very important. Peter had to know, and so did the apostles, what Jesus was talking about. Because and it's important for us to know too, for us to appreciate and understand it at this point in time. When we go back to that first scripture today, it talks about Shebna, the master of the palace, and, and Eliakim. And what's going on there? Shebna is the master of the palace, or I guess you might, you might call it the, the, the prime minister, if you will. He is the guy who's in charge when the king goes away. Because even back then, the king had to go away, he had to visit, he had to travel. The, you couldn't leave the kingdom un, unwatched over, right? So, so Shebna is that man. Shebna watches over the kingdom in the absence of the Lord. And he's given keys. These keys have the power to open and close and, and to leave open and to leave close whatever he chooses. So when we, we see here um, in, in this scripture that it's being talked about a passing on of authority. So not only is Peter being given this authority and the apostles would have understood that, but there's also the idea that when, when one person is done with this role, it's passed on to another. So it's passed on from Shebna to Eliakim, and so on, and so on, and so on. So the apostles and Peter would have understood exactly what Jesus was talking about. Peter was the rock, Peter was the foundation, the church would be built upon. And that, would, that wouldn't go away though, someday Peter wouldn't be there, this would be passed on. And brothers and sisters, how beautiful, as Catholics we have this gift. It's been passed on all the way down to our day. And aren't we so blessed to have leaders to look up to in our church the way we do? We have our, our, our beautiful popes. We have Pope Francis now. We had Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict. This is just in my lifetime. And have they all been perfect? Certainly not. But have they kept the church on the tracks? Absolutely. Have they preserved our faith? Our faith has been preserved for over 2,000 years. And and still stands on the rock, the foundation of Peter. And that rock stands here today. And we need a rock in our life now more than ever, do we not? The, the, the bigger the storm, the more we need to align ourselves, the more we need to climb onto that rock of faith that was established on Peter and continues in the church down to this very day. So, that, so that's all very interesting stuff, but what does it mean to us? I suppose it comes down to that question once again that Peter answered, Jesus asking us, who do you say that I am? Who do we say that he is? Certainly we profess that he is God, that he is the son of God. But how deeply do we take that into our hearts? How much comfort does it give us in trying times? And what do we do about it? Well, a good place to start, you know, way back, and we talked about this a couple of couple of months ago, but this is Discipleship Sunday. And way back in the Advent Christmas season, we were given this special gift, a well-built faith. And it's, what a name for a book on a day like today, right? Because everything that is well-built, as Jesus told us, has a good, strong foundation. It is only as good as its foundation. Well, ours, brothers and sisters, is that rock. But this book is a great reminder and a great refresher of our Catholic faith what it is to be Catholic, what we believe, how can we defend and present that faith to others who so desperately need it now more than ever. So 
all of us should have a copy of this. Please, if you haven't been looking through it or you haven't looked through it in a while, please use it as a reference point, a wonderful, wonderful book. And you know, here, here on page 49 of that book, there's a point that goes right along with what we're talking about today. It says, Jesus founded the church upon Peter and then commissioned the apostles to go forth and baptize all nations. So it was founded on Peter, and that's very important. And our popes have preserved it throughout the years in our magisterium. And we love our popes, and we look up to them, and we love our priests, and we look up to them, and we love our church. But what do we do about it? It, it is up to us, brothers and sisters, to take that beautiful gift of the rock that we've been given and carry it out into the world. The next step, if we answer in the affirmative, Jesus, I know who you are, you are the son of the most high God. You are God himself. If we can answer in the affirmative to that, then we inherently have the responsibility of, of discipleship and, and actively going out into the world and helping to make other disciples by our actions, by our words, by our deeds, and by the love that we show for our brothers and sisters, not only here in the community, but outside in the world. So may we, as the storms swirl and the waves crash and all of the things that we have to, to, to face up to out there in the world, may we pull ourselves ever closer to that rock, to that rock that is the Catholic Church. And one beautiful thing might, might be done today. As we approach the Lord in communion, let's think about our young brothers and sisters who are doing that same thing. Let's think about their, how their heart is gonna quicken, how their eyes are gonna be wide as they approach Christ in the Eucharist. And let us just hear that question in our minds as we approach the Eucharist today. Who do you say that I am? And may we answer in the affirmative. You are the son of the most high God. You are God himself. And upon this rock will our faith stand strong. Amen.